This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX is clipped. Now streaming only on Hulu. Indeed it is, James Golden, a.k.a. Bo's Nerdly. I'm going to highlight that a.k.a. today because I got an email from a listener who complained about me saying James Golden, a.k.a. Bo's Nerdly, called it stupid, said it's pathetic, wondered why I did it, and it was just sad, just sad that you say James Golden, a.k.a. Bo's Nerdly. So, you know, I'm going to continue to say it, of course. Anyway, 800-848-WABC is the number to call if you'd like to be part of today's program. 800-848-WABC. We have Schmollett to talk about, of course. Kamala Harris is back in the news from her horrid press conference, which the View ladies are saying is uh, the criticism of Kamala. Well, you know what it is. What What else do they have? Of course, it's racism and misogyny. It's the double, the double whammy. But first, let's just catch up on New York goings-on. This should come as a surprise to nobody. A suspected murderer accused of beating a 67-year-old man to death in East Harlem. And this happened in September 2020 on 125th Street and Lexington Avenue. I mean, it's, that's right out there in East Harlem. Uh, and Eugene Clark is the guy's name that is accused of this crime, 54 years old. Well, he's out. He's freed without bail. This is part of the bail reform that you can thank your Democrat city council for that allows murderers to walk on the street, attempt uh, accused murderers as well, that lets criminals prey on innocent people while they're waiting trial because it's mean to keep them in jail, and it's not... It's not promoting equality to keep the, the alleged criminals in jail. So the progressives have won once again. We have another career criminal. This guy has a rap sheet that dates, that dates back to 1983. He's out on the streets right now without bail, thanks to the progressive Democrats on New York City Council and thanks to Democrats elsewhere in the state who have also gone along with this insane policy of letting criminals out of jail. November is coming. November is coming. Everything with a D next to their name with these progressives needs to be voted out of office when possible. Now let us get to Kamala Harris and the view. I've already spoiled the story. There's not much to it. The co-host of ABC's liberal daytime talk show, The View, complained today 
that the criticism leveled against our cackling with laughter at inappropriate moments, Vice President Kamala Harris, is rooted in racism, of course, and misogyny, of course. Some of the ones on there, Joy Behar, Sonny Hostin, Anna Navarro, ay, 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 as usual. Behar, I got to laugh. I personally think if she was a guy, they would never say it. I don't see them making fun of Pence's laugh or any of the guys. Well, any of these guys didn't laugh at inappropriate moments, Joy. But you wouldn't know that. And then uh, the White House press secretary for Trump, Stephanie Grisham, jumped in saying Harris is a very accomplished woman. You can disagree, but that's the truth of it. Hostin snapped back. This is based in racism. It's based in misogyny. And we're talking about a woman that has extensive experience, a broad, extensive experience as an attorney, extensive, extensive experience as the chief legal counsel officer of one of our largest states in the country. I think it's just much to do about nothing. She's a loser. Every time she's on the public stage, she, she embarrasses herself. There's no getting around that. This, this odd, bizarre cackling that she does. I don't know whether it's, it's like someone's tell, whether it's like a nervous tick, whether it's, whether it's something that she can't help. But it's so bizarre, and it happens too often. We are going to have the princess of policy with us. Now, that is an accomplished woman. This is a woman of intellect. This is a woman who would never embarrass this country. The princess of policy, Diana Mee, will be with us shortly. And I'm going to warn you, there are two words that I thought I would never say on this show, and I have avoided them studiously. Not just the show, but for most of my career. But today we must talk about this woman. Ah, Anyway, we'll get to it. Governor DeSantis has slammed back at the criticism he took from the Disney CEO over the bill that gives parents the right to discuss intimate details of sexuality with their children instead of government employees. He was in Boca. Governor DeSantis said, when you have companies that have made a fortune off being family-friendly and catering to families and young kids, they should understand the parents of young kids do not want this injected into their kids' kindergarten classroom. You have companies like Disney that are going to say and criticize parents' rights. They're going to criticize the fact that we don't want transgenderism in kindergarten in first-grade classrooms. If that's the hill they're going to die on, then how do they possibly explain lining their pockets with their relationship from the Communist Party of China? Because that's what they do, and they make a fortune. And they don't say a word about the really brutal practices that you see over there at the hands of the CCP. And so in Florida, our policies got to be based on the best interest of Florida citizens, not on the moosing of woke corporations. 
This is why people love Ron DeSantis. Because he just says it like it is. So he called them out. I can't wait till this 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 CEO of Disney and DeSantis meet in person. DeSantis is not backing down. He see and he says he's zero chance that he's going to back down. Zero. And you see of course the upset continues. I read a column yesterday that was in the Los Angeles Times. It was one of the most vicious columns you'd ever read anywhere. One of the Disney shareholders, by the way, stood up at their shareholder meeting and lambasted Disney for their business with China. There's genocide going on in Chinese as they engage in slave labor. They do forced abortion on the Uyghurs. These companies are just ignoring it. And yeah, so then then they'll come out with all their righteous indignation because Florida makes a rule keeping sexual agendas out of schools. And the, the question that needs to be asked is, why are the executives at Walt Disney Company, at Disney, so interested in making sure that kindergartners through third graders get heavy doses of sexual, highly sexualized materials? when they're first learning how to read and write. Why is Disney insistent upon this? And let them really explain to the American public why they think, why Disney think it's a good idea that that kids who are nowhere near maturity are being inundated with all this sexual content. They're the ones that should be on the defensive. And... Ron DeSantis has squarely put them on the defensive. Okay, we're going to take a break. We need some time when we for Princess Di. We have a few things to discuss, including two, two words I thought I'd never say on this show, but we're going to say it today. WABC Talk Radio 77, James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurley here with you. It is Friday. Tomorrow is our three-hour Saturday morning radio extravaganza. It starts at 7 o'clock in the morning. You can have your first cup of coffee with us, 7 o'clock, until 10 tomorrow. Meanwhile, James Golden is here with you. We're going to take your calls. We're going to hear from Princess Di, and we've got a lot more when we come back. It's time for Radio Royalty with James Golden and America's Princess of Policy, Princess Di. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, her royalnessness, her highnessness, her majestynessness, everything good about her, the brilliant, the wonderful, the beautiful, and the bold. Our very own Princess of Policy, Princess Di. Diana Mee joins us. Welcome, Your Highness. How are you this afternoon? Thank you so much, Sir James, the Knight of the Golden Order and the Duke of Snurdly. It is so good to hear your voice, as always. Well, thank you. Two words that I never thought I'd say on this show. (laughs) Two words that I never thought I would say on this show. And, Your Majesty, I apologize in advance if you think this is below the dignity of your royalnessness, but it's in the news and... I feel like we should discuss this. Okay. Kim Kardashian. <laughs> yes, there you have it. We have a dust-up, apparently, between 
two female celebrities. We've got Kim Kardashian versus Whoopi Goldberg. And so these two women celebrities are throwing their weight around and having having a bit of a fight because uh, Kim apparently dared to say that uh, she says she has the best advice for women in business. Get your effing butt up. No, she said get your effing ass up and work. And if there's an expert on, if there's an expert in this world on ass, it is Kim Kardashian. And getting it up. Yes, I know. It is a, the jokes write themselves, <laughs> which is really an unfortunate quote. And she did not seem to be aware of how that quote would be received. And so basically the view took it upon themselves to notice that she was born into privilege. And so she has no right to say these things. And my view is that they're both right, that what she had to say is true. And she also added, seems like nobody wants to work these days. That is true. And it also is true that she was born into privilege and had many advantages that most people don't have. So I well, Whoopi, well, come on, you're leaving out a good part. No, 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 no. You can't leave out the good part here because Whoopi took it there. Whoopi took it there. Think back. Yes. (laughs) She said, think back. How did this woman become famous? So tell us, Princess Di, how did she become famous? Hmm? Well, if we think back, literally, there was a, a sex tape that uh, was called Kim K Superstar. So that was the fame uh, that began with her reputation being back. And this poor guy oh. still can't stand the fact that she's divorcing him. And he's not counting his lucky stars. I mean, look, I know she's fabulously wealthy and I know all of that. Uh, this woman has probably the most recognizable butt in human history. She's shown it to every possible person that she can show it to. There is no such thing. Do not avoid saying she has a brand. So uh, speaking as a businesswoman, you cannot discount 100% that she does know how to exploit her name and her reputation. Okay, my brand is my ass, and I'm going to make sure that this is the most recognizable ass in human history. Yeah, but she's got bucks coming in. She billions of dollars. Okay, yes. so yes, so so proving proving a long time ago that the guy I forgot his name that did that record. I like big bucks, and <laughs> he was right because the world apparently loves big butts. And you know what? And people and women. Let's. This is a phenom. They've gone all around the world. They actually get surgery so that they can have a butt that looks like this woman's butt. Okay. Ew. So, yes, she's got Ew. a brand. But, I mean, how dare her? I, see, I think very differently than you about this. To all of these women, like yourself, who have worked so hard all these years to make true accomplishments without stooping to sexuality or showing your behinds to the world or anything like that, She's insulting all of these women. And I just think that this is a woman that who, who's claimed the fame was she made a sex tape. Okay, and well, she's going to lecture women that work hard. She also sells makeup, you know, by slave labor in Indonesia. <laughs> well, I mean, let's not forget the slave labor makeup. You're right. <laughs> Yes, I personally don't have a dog in this fight. I'm so sorry. I my reaction. Oh, uh, wait a minute! Wait a minute! Hold it! Hold it! Did you just say that you didn't have a 
dog in this fight? I did, and I said it purposely. So there you go. Let Whoopi and KK fight it out. Okay. <laughs> okay, turning to the President of the United States. Uh, after his State of the Union address, he got a big bounce in the polls. Well, he got a bounce. It wasn't big. But now Democrats, according to Politico, are saying hope. They have hope. Hope has arisen again. <laughs> now they don't feel as bad as they did before the State of the Union because now Joe Biden, his poll numbers have gone up, and they have hope that once again the people of the United States will return them to power in the midterm elections. What say you? Well, if you read the piece to the end, you can tell that even Politico doesn't believe it because they they add that, you know, Democrats expect to lose the House, especially. And they remind everyone that Biden said the same thing in 2010. And, you know, basically a couple of months later, Obama lost 60 seats in the House. So this is happy talk that has no absolute predictive value. And so he did admit that a midterm defeat would be a sad, sad two years. So we have that to look forward to, that Joe Biden is going to have a sad, sad two years. The other thing that is not reported in this article is that Joe Biden is Sick and tired of being blamed for inflation. <laughs> he said that at the, at the same meeting of Democrats. Sick and tired of being blamed for it. It's Putin. It's Putin. He is really irritated that the American public is blaming him. So he what is, is his fault? Do these well, pe- he doesn't think so. Do these people not, not. understand? Do these people not understand that we've been looking at them since the beginning of the administration? Do they not understand? that the American public isn't stupid, that they know that they've been paying higher prices before this incident, before this horror story, this horror show in Ukraine ever took place? Do they, what, what do these people think? Really, I, I, I agree with you because I don't understand how they think they can get away with this. This invasion happened on the 24th of February. We have been paying at the pump and at the grocery stores high prices and increasingly high prices. We've been watching inflation since this guy got in in January. So how they think they can erase the time knowledge that people have lived, you know, and this wasn't years ago. This has been in our recent experience, how they think they're going to get away with that. But that's what they're trying, that this is basically not anything to do. It was, it was COVID's fault. It was the Republicans' fault. And now it's Putin's fault. But it's not Joe Biden's fault. He's doing everything great. Mm-hmm. And now, finally, our last little item for today, and you will be back with us tomorrow, part of our three-hour radio extravaganza on Saturday mornings. And you won't be called during the 7 o'clock hour. Your Highnessness has already issued, don't call me before. Yes, Your Majesty, we won't. (laughs) I don't want Surly Mike attacking me either. Well, he might. You're right about that. (laughs) So even with soaring gas prices, safety concerns, Make L.A. mass transit a hard sell. That was in the L.A. Times today. Now, excuse me for cracking up over something that's really serious. Who ever took mass transit in L.A. seriously in the first place? They have this barely functioning subway line. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm We that live in civilization, New York, or that used to be civilization, I mean, we have real mass transit here. 
We have subways that run to every, well, except for Staten Island, but we have subways that run through the boroughs. We have buses galore. I mean, we have commuter railways. And out there in the most populous state in the country, they have this little bitty subway line, and now they're saying people are afraid to get on it because guess what? Because the liberals out there are doing the same thing that the liberals out here are doing, leaving the criminals on the street, and the criminals and the homeless have invaded the subway system, and most people now don't even feel safe going on the subways. It's happening here, it's happening there, it's happening everywhere. And these people act like they're shocked. I don't want to go on there. It's not safe. Imagine that. It is true. This is the, you know, the fever dream of liberals everywhere is to channel people into mass transit. They love mass transit. They hate the internal combustion engines, and they want us to be basically cattle into, you know, all in one car, basically, to where they want us to go, rather than the freedom of driving where we want to go. So in L.A., it's the same. They're hoping that now that gas prices are prohibitive out there, and you're talking $7 a gas out in California, that now finally they'll be able to shuttle people, free people, into these horrible situations. But they're finding nobody wants to go there because it's not safe. Even though it's a bargain at a dollar seventy-five, and it's much cheaper than having to pay for gas, you've got homeless people. You've got uh, crime gone up at least thirty-six percent in the last year. You've got murder. You have rape. You have aggravated assault. And for some unknown reason, ordinary people do not want to put themselves in that situation where you have homeless people attacking them. And then you read the LA Times and it's basically they're saying it's because people are racist. They they divide people by income and race. They say 62% of bus riders are make under $20,000 a year and great mostly people of color whereas people who ride the metro link are mostly white and their median income is $92,000 a year. So the reason, if the bottom line, if you read between the lines, that they they do not want to be on Metrolink is because they're racist. Well, of course, that makes no sense whatsoever. And one of the things that I'm always amused at is how the, papers like the LA, LA Times can run that stuff and never question themselves, why is it that blacks in our city are doing so much worse than everybody else? When we've wow. been running the show for a century, for over a century, why is that? Why does that happen? And they can never seem to ask themselves the question or come up with the answer. Yeah, well, no one's demanding that question. The media isn't asking, and of course, the opposing party isn't asking it. And that is something that I have never understood. The only person who ever asked that question was Donald Trump, where he basically said, what do you have to lose? Look at what they're doing to you. The Democrats run all of these places, and you are in misery thanks to their policies. (laughs) Why not look at a different party? And, of course, the Republicans don't make that argument, and they should. Right. Okay, one last thing. I already said it was one last thing. We have a minute left. One minute. Were you surprised by Jushy Schmollett's verdict that he's going to spend some time in the clinker, don't drop the soap? (laughs) 
No, I mean, it was the, all the signals were there. I was a little surprised he had a tantrum in the courtroom because that certainly didn't help him. But, you know, as far I mean, it seems to be a rather light sentence. Yeah. Actually. So, yeah. I mean, if it's measured in days, then I think, you know, he probably will have a career advancement. So he will be able to, you know, milk this experience forever. Yeah. Yeah. My time in the slammer. <laughs> mm-hmm. Anyway, thank you, Princess Di, as always. So wonderful to get your analysis and your take on uh, the great things happening in our country. And we'll look forward to hearing you tomorrow with more policy pronouncement from Her Majesty. Can't wait. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait either. Princess Di, James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly. That's right, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly. That's right, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly. And I'll be back in a minute. Back to the 90s is right. James Golden. Yeah. WABC Talk Radio 77. I love the writers over at AmericanWireNews.com. Uh, Vivek Saxena wrote, uh, he's a staff writer there. He wrote a story that just had me, I mean, I mean, I'm sorry. I don't mean to make light or make fun of somebody's worst day. And, and I certainly can sympathize with the fact that things did not go right yesterday for Jussie Schmollett. And, uh, but, but the news story on this, I just thought was wow. And this is what the, the, the headline says. Smollett burst into screaming psychotic or Oscar-worthy courtroom display. I am not suicidal. So disgraced Hollywood actor Jesse Smollett uh, burst into what critics have described as either psychotic or Oscar-worthy courtroom rant after being sentenced for the hate crime hoax he pulled off in early 2019. It goes through the sentence. The uh, judge, James Lynn, sentenced Jussie to 150 days in jail, 30 months of probation. He has to pay 130000 plus in restitution to the city of Chicago. And he has a $25,000 fine, but he's going to get privileged. He can travel anywhere he wants, doesn't have to live in Illinois. He can report to his probation people by phone. The judge says, I know that if you're going to try to make a living, some of the things you do, you may have to uh, go places. You can do it. Legal experts call it fair. Well, old Jesse went drama. I would just like to say, Your Honor, that I am not suicidal. That's what I would like to say. I am not suicidal. I am not suicidal. And he went from calm to psychotic. I am innocent. I am not suicidal. If I did this, then it means that I stuck my fist in the fears of black Americans in this country for over 400 years. I don't even know what that means. That's just, anyway. And the fears of the LGBT community. What happened to the LGBT plus plus? Anyway, Your Honor, I respect you. I respect the jury. But I did not do this. And I am not suicidal. If anything happens to me when I go in there, I did not do it to myself. Who does he think he is, Jeffrey Epstein? He thinks they're going to Epstein him? I don't get it. You, you must all know that. 
I respect you, Your Honor, and I respect your decision. Jail time. Jail time. I'm not suicidal. And as he was being hauled out of the courtroom, he kept, I am not suicidal. <laughs> you may be not suicidal, but you sound like a nut. Anyway, again, I don't want to really, you know, make fun of the guy. and He's going to have a, you know, 150 days to think it over. Well, less than that, because, you know, they always give you time off for good behavior. And he's going to Cook County. He's going to the local jail there. It's not like he's going to prison. He's not going to hardcore prison. But, I mean, still, okay, you, okay. so you have to be careful. Don't drop the soap, you know. If you drop the soap, leave it there. Don't try to pick it up, you know. <laughs> and Don Lemon, poor old Don Lemon over at CNN, Don Lemon couldn't even bring himself last night to even report on the verdict. I mean, here's a guy that went out of his way to report on everything in the beginning of this, just like so many liberals when they were believing the hoax. And last night, oh, Don Lemon couldn't even couldn't even report, even though it turns out he and Jussie have been bud buds. Oh. I'm going to play if I, you know, some of the stuff from the Disney thing, I'm going to go through that tomorrow because and and see what people or you can talk about it today i just think that that governor desantis this is why governor desantis star keeps rising he is one of the there have been two republicans that actually go toe-to-toe with liberals and they don't mince words one is donald trump and the other is ron desantis Elected Republicans. They don't put their tail between their legs. They're not timid. They don't try to, to they don't try to dress it down. They just go right at it. Now there was a clip, and I asked for this clip, and I don't know whether we're going to play it. And this is the clip of Pete Buttigieg's husband. His husband Chasen Buttigieg. He has a T-shirt on, I'm not your typical gay guy, not your typical gay camp T-shirt. And this was an event at Iowa Safe Schools Pride Camp. They have a Pride Camp back in 2019. I'm not going to play the clip right now. I listened to this, and I got to tell you, I my stomach kind of did a number. And he was leading the children, the children there, in a pledge to the rainbow flag. I pledge my heart to the rainbow of the not-so-typical gay camp, one camp full of pride indivisible with affirmation and equal rights for all. And you see all these kids, you know, reciting this, this thing. And this goes right to what people are talking about in Florida and in these other places. There are activists in Indiana that are getting ready to Indianapolis that are going to instruct elementary school children about condom usage, the spectrum of gender, and sexual kinks. And sexual kinks. This is what they're advertising. This is for elementary school children as young as kindergarten. Okay? As young as kindergarten, they're going to discuss with them how to use condoms, 
the spectrum of gender and sexual kinks. This is a week-long camp. Well, wait a minute. It says here at the camp is for third through fifth graders, so not kindergartners. But the whole camp live curriculum does include modules for kids as young as kindergarten and offers a social justice approach to inclusive sexuality education. These are children. These are children. Let me let us just be frank here. Their packages don't even work at that age. They don't they have not had the hormones neither the girls nor the boys seeping through their body at such a rate that the sexuality urges get turned on. And yet here they are. Here are these liberals and these progressives trying to indoctrinate them into their beliefs on sexuality at these young ages. What is the purpose of that, I ask you? Why are they doing this? And then when you have states like Texas saying, no, wait a minute, we're going to actually look at these cases where children that are not even into puberty yet are being injected with drugs that will affect them for the rest of their lives, and they're not even old enough to make a mature decision. Then you have liberals saying, oh, this is hate. When you have states like Florida say, you know, these kids are a little too young for this. If we're going to talk about sex, let's let the parents do it. You have companies like Disney and you, and who, who cater, they say, who made their bread and butter off of young children. Why do they want these kids to be exposed to this sexuality at these tender ages? Why is that? I ask you. There was another teacher that was fired, and then there's another. T- he he had some book about something about the butt here or there. I forgot what the name of the book is. He was fired quickly, and liberals are upset about that. And then there's another case in in that happened with a teacher who proudly told kids that he posted a a message on Facebook making your kids queer since 2020. And this was was discovered by our friend Jason Rance out at KTTH in Washington in the Seattle-Tacoma area. And the story dealt with a cat-shaped tissue holder where tissues... I'm sorry, folks, but this is what the story is. And excuse me, I'm sorry. The story centers on a cat-shaped tissue holder where the tissues are dispensed through the animal's rear end. The Washington State teacher commented online about the dispenser being empty. A student noticed this and asked, how do you refill it? The teacher says, the teacher says, I turned down the lights, put on some soft music, and use a lot of Vaseline. And he brands himself as a teacher that making your kids queer since 2020. This is what's happening in the schools, okay? 
And companies like this CEO at Disney will not stand up for the parents of the United States, even though he wants to take every single dime out of your pocket that he can when you go visit the rodent kingdom, whether it's the rodent kingdom in Florida or the rodent kingdom in in California or the rodent kingdom over in Europe. They want to charge every dime that they can get out of you parents so that your kids can have an experience at the rodent kingdom, but yet he doesn't want to stand up for you having the right to teach your kids sexuality in the manner that you think these kids should have it. This is a disgrace. And if Walt Disney were alive, he'd be, he would not tolerate it. That's for sure. WABC Talk Radio 77. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly, coming right back. Your call is coming up right after this. WABC. Talk Radio 77 in New York. Remember tomorrow night, Cousin Brucey. And remember tonight, right after this show, Cats at Night here on WABC. Keep it right here. Let's head to the telephones and go to Dino in Queens. Dino, thank you for waiting. Right to your point, please. Okay, Bo, I want to just tell you about what you said about the children in school and what's going on. I'm sure you got a lot of callers that are going to listen to this. There's a lot of dads and parents out there that got spines. And just like, like, just like Maxine Waters says, all these liberals get in their faces. If anybody, if my kids came back and told me anything like that, I'm going to go back. You're going to be dripping. And all the calls are listening to this. And remember that. She said, get in their faces. These are our children we're talking about. No more Mr. Nice Guy and say, hey, you know what? No, no, no. I'm going to go there. When I'm done with you, you're dripping. I'm going to let that's that's exactly what I'm going to do. My kids come back and tell me something like that. It's over. Come lock me up. But you know what? They'll let me out. And it won't be nothing new for me anyway, because I'm a big guy and I and I hold it. I hold it. And I hope all the callers out there hear that. If that thing happens to your children, you do like Maxine Waters says, get in their faces. But you know what? You make them drip. Dino, thank you. I don't want to explore that any further. I do not. Do not advocate violence, and neither do we here on WABC Talk Radio 77, but I do understand the emotion about having your children basically assaulted with sexuality at young ages. And the question, again, that I ask is, why? Al in New Jersey, WABC Talk Radio 77, welcome. You've been waiting a while. We had a call from Rhode Island and apparently uh, that call is not there anymore. And wanted to talk about she wanted to talk about spirituality on the show. I'm going to invite you to call back tomorrow. And anybody else that we can't get to, apologies, but we have three hours tomorrow, starting at seven in the morning. If you're up, join us and give us a call then as well as now. Alan, New Jersey, welcome. How are you? Hey, Bo, I'm doing good. Hey, listen, I love your show. I look forward every day to listen to it on my way home. I'll make it quick. I grew up in Bergenfield, New Jersey. I hear you talk about Al Demiola. He grew up right behind me. I used to listen to him play his guitar every day as a kid. And one of the big turning points in my life was I, at, when he was 10 years old, he played at the uh, Jefferson, High, Jefferson Elementary School Spring Concert. He played uh, two Beatles songs. He played Day Tripper, and I saw her standing there. He had an instrumental three-piece band, no vocals. And it was life-changing, I'm telling you. I picked up a guitar after that, and I've been playing it ever since. 
Oh, my goodness. This is such a great story. For those of you that don't know, Al Demiola played with Chick Corea and returned to forever. They did some groundbreaking music back in 70s, early 80s. And Al Demiola is one of the most accomplished guitar players that you will ever hear in your life. And I did not know that he was right here in Bergenfield, New Jersey. And Al, we'd love to hear you play one day, too. That is just an amazing story. Thank you for sharing it with us. Just real quick, though. He, uh, he also came back to Bergenfield High School a few years ago and did a concert and donated all the money to the school program. That is amazing. I'd love to talk with him on the show one of these days. Maybe we can reach out and see if Al Demiola will join us. And maybe he can even play for us. Who knows? Thank you so much for the call. Mike in Long Island, what is on your mind this afternoon? Hey, James. Uh, that was a great soliloquy on uh, Jesse Smollett. Um, I mean, hey, James L. Germ. James L. Jones, better watch out. You have you have the pipes, man. <laughs> I, I think you. I, I think I think you missed what he said. I think they say. Uh, I don't know if that should have been suicidal. It should be certifiable. I am certifiable. <laughs> I am certifiable. <laughs> well, that's maybe what it should have been, but it was suicidal. I mean, he has some kind of Jeffrey X, X Epstein complex. I don't quite get it. But we wish old Jesse well. I mean, one thing that Jesse did with did accomplish through all of this, he has dethroned the Reverend Al, Sharp, Al Sharpton as America's greatest hoaxer. Up until now, when you wanted to hear about hoaxes, there are three people that you could turn to. Bernie Madoff, Al Sharpton with the Tawana Brawley hoax, and Jussie Schmollett. Right now, Jushy rakes up there at number one in my book for the greatest hoaxer in America, at least for the time being. Let's go to Kenny in New York. Kenny, WABC Talk Radio 77. You're on with James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snerdley. Hi, Bo. I Hi. got two things on my, my mind. One is um, Kamala Harris not only cackles like an idiot, but if you watch her at the podium, she flaps her arms like big birds about to take <laughs> off. <laughs> oh, I can't wait till the view gets wind of that remark because now it's going to be called, let's see, racist, misogynistic, and they'll have to come up with something else to address this big bird thing. I don't know what it'll be. What else is on your mind? You said two things. What else you got for us, Kenny? I wasn't really great in school. I don't remember all that much, but I remember somewhere in the fifth grade, one of my teachers telling us, when you're speaking to people, don't go, uh, 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 uh. But if you listen to Anthony Blinken and Jen Psaki, I think that they think they sound intelligent. But every other word is, well, uh, uh, the embargo was, uh, it drives me nuts. I can't stand it. Kenny, thank you for the call. Appreciate you so much. Uh, let us go to Jimmy in Brooklyn. Jimmy, quick Jimmy, what's on your mind? Get the Hillary Clinton Russian collusion hoax as a hoax of the century. Communist China has human rights abuses in China. They sell body parts of uh, Christians, Fulin Gong, and Uyghurs. Let's not forget the Chinese communist human rights abuses in America the heroin, the fentanyl, the virus, and their connections to groups like Antifa, 
and the way they harass students who don't go along with them in Chinese communist uh, uh, influence in our universities. We're in a big mess, buddy. Have a good weekend, everybody. Jimmy, I hear Rudy say that he wants to write a book with you. I hope that you um, – I hear when you call Rudy Giuliani. I hear those calls, and I hear the respect he has for you. In fact, he has said publicly that he wants to co-write a book with you one of these days because you are the most well-versed person on the history of communism that he has talked to. So, Jimmy, thank you for the call. We appreciate you always, buddy. Thank you. Sean in New Jersey, WABC Talk Radio 77. What is on your mind this afternoon, Sean? Hey, Bo, big fan of the show. Listen, I, I, obviously impeachment's out of the question. It will never pass through the House. But what recourse do the American people have when we lose confidence in the president to fulfill the duties of his office? Because, man, this, this is looking ugly. We're seeing as weak globally, and I got real concerns for what, you know, what direction we're heading in right now. The recourse that we have was given to us by our brilliant founding fathers and mothers. Um, that we have a system that allows for midterm elections to happen every two years in the people's house, the House of Representatives. And wisely, the founders said, this is the house where the money gets spent. You have to have the appropriations bills go through the House of Representatives. They do not originate in the Senate. That does two things. It means the power of the purse, which drives government, is in the hands of the people every two years. So if you don't like an administration, if the people of the United States say, we elected this person, but two years into this, we have no confidence in this person's ability to lead this nation, they can go to the polls, assuming that the elections that they vote in will be fair, And they can get rid of that party and return the opposition party to office. That opposition party can then use the power of the purse to strangle, politically speaking, strangle that administration's ability to do any more damage. Or at least they can mitigate the damage. If they get the Senate and the House then that is really a mitigation. In effect, you've got a two-year lame duck president. And you have gridlock in the Congress. Now, Rush used to say that gridlock was something that the liberals don't like, but he loved gridlock because gridlock meant that the House of Representatives, the Congress, weren't passing laws that could harm the American people. And for that reason, he thought gridlock was politically an advantage. And, folks, that is what we can do this November. We can turn these Democrats out of office, not just on the federal level. Remember, what is happening in your school board is just as important as what happens in Washington, D.C. You're seeing it every day. You're hearing it. I've been making kids queer since 2020. That's in your schools. The school board, the elections boards in your town. You can do that this year. We are New York strong. Greatest city in the world. We are America, the greatest nation humanity has ever witnessed. John Katz at night coming up next. 
God bless each and every one of you. God protect each and every one of you and your families. And look down with special favor on those suffering in Ukraine. James Golden, back tomorrow at 7 a.m. Bye.